Horton is like then the people who are mean to Horton like the Sour Kangaroo and the Wickersham brothers take the dust back and who are monkeys ascend- who are monkeys who are, yes they're monkeys delinquent monkeys as we yes. say here yeah, <laughs> delinquent here. monkeys and they take the dust which is my back. next which is my band name I guess <laughs> delinquent monkeys <laughs> we should just name our podcast delinquent yeah. monkeys <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, Or if you've only seen your fall festival's production of The Little Mermaid Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. We're watching you guys. You better leave them. We're watching it. We might be sea witches. This is a threat. (laughs) 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 To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Seussical, the deep dive. It's a Seussical. What do you talk? What do you talk? It's a musical. <laughs> All right, Rachel. I'll need to watch it. Are we okay, ready? Okay, Taylor. I think so. We're here. We're, we're here. thriving. We're almost done with the week as yes. of recording this. It is true. Um, I how do I do this? Do I just play I don't a know. song? Do you, how do, do, we... you re- do you remember how to do an episode? No, I don't remember. <laughs> well, listen. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the show. <laughs> this is the next. That's it. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, we we can't do our recaps anymore of HSM TMTS. I think that's why RIP. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, we don't know what to do anymore, but it's okay. We're getting back to the swing of things. This yeah. week on the show, Rachel's gonna surprise me with a show, which you I guys am. have already seen by the title. But I know I'm it's in the not, dark It's here. not a surprise for. for I them, don't know. Is this a good? Is this a fun? Do you guys like this? Like, let us know. Do you guys like that? Neither of us know what the show is. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's Are we going to pull like each it. other? Yeah. We we yeah. should uh I mean I like it too. I like we like surprising each other. Well, before I'm I'm very excited about this. Okay. Um, Rachel texted and... me. Let me say and I quote, Rachel <laughs> texted me, I cannot tell you how insane my pick <laughs> is today. End okay, quote. listen. <laughs> I should preface that this isn't cats. Yeah. So you're welcome. It's but you dogs, know, the sequel. <laughs> dogs, too. No, it's actually Hotel Transylvania or whatever. No, I mean, when I was thinking about what show to do, I was just thinking about, in my mind, a show that I haven't seen on Broadway that I would like to see. Mm. And something that I feel gets a bad rap, but just like 
should it? And I want to dissect it in a way that doesn't mm. have to be about, um, you know, anyone anyone who's currently in the in the show because it's not currently running. So I felt like this was a great time great. to talk about this show. So before there was Hamilton and before there was In the Heights at this theater and before okay. there was Tarzan at this theater, <laughs> there was this amazing musical. Let's see if it plays. Yes! Oh, the things you can think. Oh, the things you can think. Think if you're willing to try. Yeah. So we're talking about Seussical the Musical. I have almost picked this several times. So (laughs) you you got to me before I did. I I did it. (laughs) You got to Um, it. Of course, I'm talking about the wildly popular (laughs) show. Yeah. That um Yeah, that before there was Broadway. Hamilton, there was Seussical. <laughs> I was trying to go with what was in the theater. So this oh, okay, right, right. Seussical the musical opened on Broadway at the Richard Rogers Theater, the same okay, theater yeah. that you will see Hamilton in. Forever. On November thirtieth. Although maybe 2000. not forever because we we've seen what where fandom is right now. So Gosh, no, I, we can't talk no. Yeah, we yeah. can't talk about that early Sorry. on in this yeah, in this You're right, you're right. Too episode. too soon. Too soon. So it opened on November 30th, 2000, um, and it played a whopping 198 performances and closed in May of 2001. (laughs) But um, it definitely leaves a legacy, that is for sure. So this show, for those of you who have never heard of Seussical the Musical, I'm sorry. What are you doing? Yeah, your life clearly (laughs) hasn't been fun. Yeah. Welcome to the fun life now. Mm-hmm. You're going to be yeah. in... Yeah, just welcome. Immerse yeah. yourself. Yeah, we accept you, but... Yeah. yeah. Seussical, the musical, is uh, a musical, obviously, um, and written by uh, Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty, and um, based on a lot of Dr. Seuss's stories, like Horton Hears a Who, and yeah. Horton Hatches an Egg, and there's like 90 stories, not really... That it's based off of, but Green Eggs and Ham, The Lorax, Gertrude McFuzz, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, uh, Yertle the, the Turtle, McElligot's Pool, yeah. um, you know, Oh, The Places You'll Go, mm. literally, The Cat in the Hat, um, yeah. Oh, The Things You Can Think, Yeah. If contrary, I Ran the Circus, there's lots of them. Contrary to popular belief, it's not a musical about Dr. Seuss. It's not a biopic yes. musical. Yes. It is not a jukebox musical. It's not good a jukebox point. musical. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Although, oh my goodness. although like, ABBA songs to the life of Seussical. <laughs> to the life of Dr. Seuss? Yeah. <laughs> it might be a Horton Hears the Who biopic, but that's also a controversial yeah. statement, so yeah. we can we can talk about that. I'd say but the first, main storyline is Horton Hears the Who, I would say. I actually would say the cat in the hat is maybe the main storyline yeah he's i guess but he's the narrator or yeah. she, he or she well let's let's talk about this yeah. m- musical taylor i want to know what well, is I'm your excited. first experience knowing the music knowing that this 
beautiful production of Seussical existed. Yes. So I'm sure we'll talk about, as you said, the legacy of Seussical because it has a long standing legacy. Um, uh, although, as it says here on my, you know, Wikipedia page, it was a huge financial loss. <laughs> so, R.I.P. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sad. But I think, you know, we've talked about it on the show before, the theater company that Rachel and I both did. They did a production of Seussical in, like, 2006, I think. But I was... Uh, yeah. 2006 or 2000 four or something like that but i was not a part of it yet but i heard i heard rumblings about it like i knew about it at the time because i was not a part of the company yet but my let's see freshman year of high school i believe well actually before that was i think the first time maybe i ever saw it was when rachel (laughs) did it uh in her eighth grade i believe right Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and she played a bird girl, and I, you know, almost jumped up on stage and <laughs> sang with her because in my dream of dreams, I also would love to be a bird girl or just Gertrude, really. Honestly, I mean, those, everyone yeah, wants to yeah. be Gertrude. It's I true. mean, I also want to be Horton, but it's okay. I can, you know, Rachel <laughs> you can and I can both. do two people show um, musical, and we can play all the parts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. that sounds insane. Yeah, Can you imagine? Say, yeah, it does sound very hard. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yes, I think that was my first exposure. I wasn't, like, obsessed. I remember I would get, like, obsessed about certain musicals and just listen to them all the time. I don't remember doing that with musical, at least after I saw it when you were in it. But then, I guess How a year you? later. I know. Sorry. Rude. I guess a year later, our company did it, and I auditioned for it, and then I was a who in it. Maybe we'll post photos, guys. There, I mean, they're on the internet. No, we so are I posting. Can't... We are posting <sighs> photos it's a lot. of you we'll, and of we'll, me. We're doing yeah. it. We're both yeah. collectively. It's true. Put ourselves My makeup out there. was a lot. I had. I a lot looked going insane, on. so no yeah. worries. Yeah. So, and it's just a really fun show to do. It's super fun. Um, Every, even if you're in the ensemble I mean I was a who and I still thought I had a lot I mean I was a who and then I also was like a hunter in the in the second act when mm-hmm. Horton gets hunted by hunters and <laughs> um, yeah I still felt like there was like a lot to do for us so it's like a big show for everyone to do it's not just like leads or whatever and then like like Annie, for example, has like two ensemble mem- um, numbers, and then there's like it's mostly like leads. So it's a really fun show to do. It's super, and and honestly, the music is so good. Yeah, and, like, I can't wait to talk there's more a about lot that. Of, there's a lot of great bops. So yeah, that was kind of my first exposure. Of of course, performing it is like its whole different thing, and then it's a show that I'll come back to every once in a while and listen to and. I think it deserves more love than it definitely mm-hmm. got at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think, I I mean, listen, it's been 20 years. I think there's a revival. We've talked about this. Zendaya, Tom Holland. I mean, come on. I'm, I, we've already coming. cast the yeah. revival. They if could, you don't remember yeah. when we cast that. They could shoot, cast and shoot this movie in the time that Wicked wouldn't even be released yet. <laughs> Before so, we would even have yeah, who yeah. the rest of the cast is. They shot Dear Evan Hansen in like a month, okay? I'm not saying it would be as, you know, good or bad as that movie, 
but <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> the controversial statements are yeah. flying past. Yeah. Or do uh-huh. like a mini series and each episode is like a part. I've always thought this like take a musical and just put it on a mini series and then we just follow. And that would be fun because musical you could just uh, treat it like different chapters of the book. Yeah. And yeah. I like that anyway. idea. Wow. Anyway, Thank Hollywood, you. Hollywood. Uh, if you're if you're wanting some ideas here, I'm here. Uh, yeah, Hollywood yeah. Bowl. Also, we could do a little yeah. reprise. <laughs> I mean, amazing. don't matter to me. Yeah, yeah. Got oh my gosh. Get, just get amazing. the or just get the um, you know, just get like the Into the Woods cast. Like Sutton can be like Cat in the Hat or. <laughs> I don't know. I'm crying. I can't wait to talk about the cast of this and oh what gosh. they tried to do to save so the show. But yeah. so, what yeah. was your exposure besides just being in it in eighth grade? Yeah. So as Taylor said, I was in the show in eighth grade. I was a, a bird girl. Uh, I was the green bird girl, which is not a real thing, but I <laughs> that's who I was. Yeah. Um. And I prior to that, prior to the time that the com- theater company that Taylor and I were a part of did Suzical. The theater company that was local, what is now the Virginia Repertory Theater, mm-hmm. they did a production very soon after, actually, it closed on Broadway. I don't know how long it took them to license it out, but didn't feel like very long. So sometimes in, like, 2002 or 2003, uh, there was a production at our local theater company, and I went to see it. Um, and that was the time I, I probably knew about it before for a few reasons that I might say later, but that was the time when I really was like, Ooh, what is this? I don't know when I got the CD, but at some point I had the actual CD, which was two discs because there are so many songs. Um, and yeah, and I became not quite obsessed, uh, but definitely loved loved the show yeah and i i was looking back at some clips from the original broadway run and there's a clip from the uh, thanksgiving day parade in in 2000 so it opened on broadway like i said november in november so it would not Mm. have been up very long by the time or at all maybe by the time maybe a week by the time it runs in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. But for some reason, when I was watching that clip, I was like, I feel like I've seen this before. And I don't know if I've seen this before because I was in eighth grade and remember watching it or if I saw it before because I had seen it when we were watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade or sometime after then. Mm. But all that to say, I love this musical. I am a firm believer that it gets all kinds of like flack because it's, a, a show that rhymes and that is about Dr. Seuss characters. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot we should talk about related to the plot and the narrative and the casting choices and potentially the character choices that are presented in the show. But I think it's it's a really good show. And I will say... I don't know if this helps or hurts with the legacy part, but it is one of the top three junior shows of all time. Yeah. So that means it clearly, like, clearly people do it. And they do it for similar reasons that you were saying, Taylor, of, like, it's a big show. A lot of people can be cast. You can have a lot of, of, of people who feel like they're involved. But that 
it's like twofold because that means people value it, but it also means that people might undersell it and not realize that mm-hmm. there's actually like meaning in the story outside yeah. of it being like a quote fun kids show. Yeah. So I can't I mean, wait to talk more. We've talked about this on the show before about like shows that are more fun and kid friendly versus like Phantom and Les Mis and Hamilton, like all these like, I mean, to a certain extent those shows are like you know some kids can go see them but they're primarily for adults and this show is marketed and Dr. Seuss is marketed as very kids heavy yeah. show but as you said like there are some very kind of deep messages and themes and also Flaherty Aaron's and Flaherty like they write they're not going to write a score that's not you know um, interesting and um, not heavy on it at some moments and there's definitely like there are stakes in this show it's not just like fun you know suzical rhyming all the time even though it is that too but yeah absolutely well we should talk about Aaron's and Flaherty because they mm. wrote this show and they wrote this right after ragtime which I know Taylor yeah. you love Love it. And what a departure because <laughs> ragtime is like literally the heaviest, the heaviest ish you'll ever, you'll ever do. But yeah, um, yeah they were ragtime. Ragtime came out in 98 and then Susical came out. And I wonder too, if you think about it, um, I wonder if this has any connection, but ragtime lost to The Lion King and maybe, mm. um, Aaron's and Flaherty were like, maybe we should do something fun because our heavy, deep show didn't win Best Musical. So let's do something fun. <laughs> it's and so funny because they, it was, but they, they were so successful. Like people yeah. still recognized the success of, of the show that they had done. And I would say, right, like before, even before Ragtime, wasn't Once on this Island before that? Yeah, Once on this Island was before that. And, and that even, was amazing. Yeah, and even they had done a version of the of a Christmas Carol, and yeah, they had done they had been in the in the in the minds of theater goers at least in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't win though a Tony for for Once on the Island, which is something I'm sure we will talk about at some point. But either. you know, we talked about they did win for Ragtime, which was they did so deserved. Deserved. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the, you know, they, they, I, I, I kind of understand even that ragtime's such a heavy topic that I'm sure they were like, I wonder, like when they, I wonder if they got, um, presented with an idea to do Suzical, like if someone came to them and said, Hey, I mean, they're the book and the music and lyrics writer. So they wrote, they're, they're the single people. So I wonder if they just had the idea for it and I mean, it makes sense. It's just such a more fun world to be in than Ragtime. It's not as heavy. so. Yeah, apparently the people, the production company who was supporting them through creating Susical actually went bankrupt wow. when they were starting Susical. <laughs> and they decided to continue to go through with it and had an off-Broadway run in Massachusetts that did not have, did, listen, did not have sets did not have costumes and was just like a bare bones of the show and everyone loved that version 
apparently, wow. of the show. And one thing to note about Seussical as it stands on the original Broadway run is, like, it's a production. Like, yeah. there are costumes, there is lights, there is dancing, there are things coming out of things. It is, like, a storybook come alive. It is yeah. crazy. It's a pop-up book come alive. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And to think that, like, pe- what people really liked in the off-Broadway run that made them move to Broadway was just mm. the bare bones and, like... Maybe we missed that. What like maybe the songs stand alone without all of these or some of them without all of this production. I will say it's, I love the production part. I th- I find that part endear like endearing somehow. Yeah. But I it's interesting. I wonder I wonder if we'd be talking about it differently and how how different, you know, it would if it would have lasted longer and also it's really hard to imagine Seussical without, like, crazy costumes. That's, like, the one thing mm-hmm. I think of. Like, all yeah. of our, like, we had who's in our production whose wigs were, like, Marge Simpson. Like, yes. like crazy you, I remember yeah. we put, we put, well, yeah. I wasn't a who, but, like, we would put who's hair together. And we put, like, an empty Coca-Cola can and then put their hair up, like, yeah. over top of it and then, like, hairspray it. Yeah. And it was just like yeah. overly yellowed costumes. Yeah. And like we had Cindy Lou Who and she part. had a crazy wig and Yeah. And even like Hort I mean Horton is kind of pared down, kind of like Frog and Toad from last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not but, Frog and Toad literally always <laughs> making an appearance uh, now. Frog and Toad. But um yeah, so it's kind of like that, but you but the you, I feel like on the Broadway, I think he had like elephant ears. If I maybe I'll need to look this up, but I think so, or something on his head, like with a a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while you're looking that up, I where do we start? Because the show is, I mean, we kind of talked about what the show is based off of, but should we talk briefly about the plot? I'd love it. Okay. Should I take my best guess and then you go in and. Yeah, if I have any any notes. Yeah, so he's kind of wearing, okay. for those that want to know, he's kind of wearing, like, a safari outfit rather than, like, he's dressed as an elephant. It's like a gray safari outfit. Yeah, well, I would feel like, I feel like none of the, the animals actually look like animals besides mm-hmm. Yertle the turtle. Right. But, yeah. They definitely have crazy costumes. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. the birds. For sure. Okay, well, let's... I'll try the plot, and then you'll go in, because there's a lot here. And I will say the junior show doesn't have some of these plot points, so I will, I'm will i going off based off of the original Broadway production run. Mm. So essentially, the show opens with the cat in the hat, who is your, who's going to be the narrator. He also plays, a, or can play, and often does, play a variety of characters in the show, um, like Dr. Drake, and others, and the hel- the news reporter and helicopter person. It's, a, and it's a what we to like to say. There. It's it's what we like to call in the show business an unreliable narrator. <laughs> yeah, he is truly, or she is yeah. truly, an unreliable narrator. Yeah. But they open with this big, you know. I we'll talk about the numbers later because I that's what I love the most. Anyway, okay, so he opens the show, kind of sets the scene. And then you kind of meet all of the characters and, and then begins the 
basically the normalized plot line of Horton Hears a Who. And then Horton is, you know, here it is, finds the dust back. Also, Gertrude is in love with Horton, but we don't quite get that yet. Upset about her not having, not looking as great as Maisie, who's a part of the the community and has a, a big tail and then there's right. the sour kangaroo who literally is like the mean person and well, let me let me pause you here because okay the beginning of the show also opens with a little usually a little boy or girl oh yeah and Sorry. they're mm, like the person who finds the cat in the hat and then you later realize that they're a part of the story um as well, they're JoJo in the yes. in the Who in the Who world. Yes, good point. So then, you have the Who's, you have the subplot because yeah. after that's happening, in the above ground or below ground, I guess. Then the Who's have their own their own plot. Mm-hmm. We transition to them. We have the mayor and the mayor's wife talking to their their son, who is JoJo who's like getting in trouble because he thinks too much and he's like, you know, all that stuff. And then we also hear about the existential crisis and the climate issues that are part of the Lorax, but we don't fully get all of that. And the fact that there might be war coming. Right. And then, uh, and then, then Jojo thinks too many things and he, his parents get upset and then they send him to the military school and then there's this whole plot about the military school. Yeah, yeah. And then then at the same time, above, so you, that pauses and then you go back to Gertrude McFuzz being very sad about her tale. And then you come back and realize Horton, is, like then the people who are mean to Horton, like the Sour Kangaroo and the Wickersham brothers, take the dust back and who are monkeys ascend- who are monkeys who are, yes wanna- they're monkeys delinquent monkeys as we yes. say here yeah, <laughs> delinquent here. monkeys and they take the dust which is my back. next which is my band name i guess <laughs> delinquent monkeys <laughs> we should just name our podcast delinquent yeah. monkeys oh yeah. my gosh as ho- for that. halloween i'm just yeah. gonna go as the wickersham brothers and i'm gonna when people ask me who i am I'm gonna be like i'm a delinquent monkey monkey yeah um haven't you amazing. heard of this band <laughs> so yeah okay so the, all of that's happening that like everything is absolute chaos at this point is there an egg yet does Maisie have an egg no that's okay. an egg too okay great thank you okay so then no because then the who's get because it's chaos the who's get create like they get trampled around Yes, everything is crazy, and then the cat in the hat comes in and is like, hey, you know how we pause all of this chaos is by singing a sarcastic song about being thankful that we are here. Yeah. And it gives a lot of Spamilton, Spamilton, it gives a lot of Spamalot vibes. <laughs> Spamilton. <laughs> Spamilton. Amazing. <laughs> There's a crossover somewhere. It gives a lot of Spamalot vibes here mm-hmm. of, like, just things being chaos. Okay, yeah. then... I want to pause here, too, because then okay. Gertrude has Act a drug one. problem. That's all I want to oh, say. Okay. 
I forgot. That's that's not in Act One, <laughs> or is that in Act Two? No, that's in Act One. That's in Act One. <laughs> okay. It says here, Horton. This is the line on Wikipedia. I just want to say, Horton is too busy, okay. so she leaves to take more pills. <laughs> she takes more pills to make her tail grow. I will say, but it's yes. a. Dr- I literally remember it doing the show, problem. and then halfway through, I was Gulp. like, Gulp. Wait, Gulp. wait, wait. Gertrude has a drug problem. <laughs> and we're not addressing this. Is this about the opioid crisis? Yeah. Lynn's infinity? Come on. Yeah. You know, 18 years before. Yeah. Okay, mm. so that's now Act we're at 1. No, the now, egg, if the you weren't confused. One, the end of Act 1, an Maisie, Maisie hatches an egg. You're right. And then well, okay, so Horton Maisie flies away. Okay, and yeah. then Maisie flies away. Okay, yeah. and then we get the beginning of Act Two. And if yeah, things guys, were chaotic we're enough for at you, act, at the end of Act One, <laughs> if things were not chaotic enough for you in Act One, just hold your yeah. hold your horses. There's a circus coming. There's a circus. Circus McGurkis. She's here. McGurkis. <laughs> that's it's that's like my Gurkis stripper Josh. name, McGurkis. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it shouldn't be this funny, mm. but it really is. Okay, so you have the circus McGurkis. Yeah. You have Horton singing about the the egg that he's sitting on. He's the sitting on an egg, egg in a nest. nest in tree. Yeah, exactly in a tree. And Maisie heads to Palm Beach, which is just there's a lot to unpack in that one sentence, and yeah. we we just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And then, um, okay, and then. <laughs> I'm just remembering <laughs> this plot, and it's so weird. It's so weird. That's what I said. You're just not ready. And then, the, uh, then JoJo and Horton realize that things are just crazy. At this point in the Broadway show, in the, like, main stage version, JoJo has been sent to military school, just as a reminder. And like things are not going well, and everyone's blaming him for the downfall of their wor- of their world. And yes, Horton feels like every everything's going wrong too. And they have this great song, um, they that they sing in the first act, but they reprise it, and then they sing so- about Sala Salute, which is about death, which is about depression, the afterlife, which <laughs> is about existentialism i don't know we will come back about inside out in the future (laughs) we we will come back and try and figure that out and then uh back to jojo he and the the military man are having you know some issues um and then basically they go back he, he like jojo people think that jojo is dead because he deserts the military school there's so much to unpack here and then the cat in the hat appears and sings a song about having a hunch what is this about what is this song about listen i mean i love the song but what is it about in the plot were linson flaherty on drugs as much as dr seuss was maybe who knows i just how do you take such crazy dr seuss things and try and make them together and they did their best i think yeah so then oh right i forgot about the circus at the beginning horton is sold into the circus so now he's in the circus, sitting on the egg. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, he's still sitting so on the Gertrude, egg, everyone, in case you were yeah, worried about the Yeah, so then Gertrude the comes. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Horton is also worried about the egg and yeah. about the who's. So then Gertrude comes to free Horton, 
And then she sings this amazing song, which we will talk about. Amazing. And she's like, I'm here to save you, but also look at me. Yeah. And also, all that I I've done you. for you. Yeah. 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 Um, and then chaos ensues yet again when the sour kangaroo and the wickersham brothers come that's and they the, take that's court the log line for the whole show chaos ensues again yeah again yeah. comma again comma. and then they put him on trial they put horton on trial first of all he was mm-hmm. at the circus they came and they yep. got him out of the circus and took him to the jungle where they then take him and put him on trial they put him on trial for faking if whoville is real right yeah uh, for yeah. um, talking to Speck yep. and disturbing the peace and right. loitering on right. an egg or whatever yeah. it is called. With it's in, it's in, the, it's in the song. Yertle the Turtle as the judge. Yertle the Turtle, the judge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, they find him guilty. And then he goes to, he goes, he's told that he has to go to the asylum for the criminally insane. There's so much to unpack. Right. And then they're going to put the dust back and they're going to boil it, even though they don't believe the dust back is real, guys. Hmm. Interesting. And then all Sounds of a like sudden, religion. JoJo, no, <laughs> yeah, JoJo saves the day and says the very loudest yap that he can with all of right. the who's. And yep. then everything is right with the world. Because and then they realize um, there's an elephant bird fine. that gets birthed because Horton sat oh, on the right. egg. Yeah. That's right. I don't yeah. think that's how that works, but. That is correct yeah. in the show. Yeah. It's like the and donkey and bird. dragon babies from Shrek. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. This was I will Shrek. say I do love when they say it. Oh, look, an elephant bird. Anyway, elephant and then bird. they sing yeah. a reprise, basically, of the opening number. And then the bows are green eggs, green eggs and, and ham. ham. So if you're still here after that, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then for those that actually got to see it on Broadway while they were walking out of the theater... The ushers handed them little dishes of green eggs and ham while they Isn't were that walking wild? out. Of, yeah, so wild. <laughs> also, what did that theater smell like? Lots of lots of sweat. Lots of eggs. Like lots eggs of, do not. I'm just saying, like that doesn't sound great. Lots of sweat and cocaine, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I guess okay, this so- wasn't the seventies, but I'll, I'm just. This was the two. This was two thousand. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's just. Is there anything you want to share about the plot, or should we talk about the songs? Oh my <sighs> gosh. Um. All I've got to say is both of our productions that we did in high school were the junior versions. I believe. I believe you did the junior version. Yes. Yeah, so there's so, no military part. There's no military. There is kind of a... I think our production added the military person, but anyway. Um, but there's no, like, songs yes, about the military. No so, it's just so much longer than I always remember it being. Because <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever even seen the full, the full show altogether. I would love to. But... Um, I've revive physical. Yes, revive yeah. physical. We're gonna hashtag it right now. Physical revival twenty twenty. If we honestly, if we just put it on Ticketmaster, maybe it'll come true like Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it was just so crazy. Seussical there are twenty eight songs. Yeah. There are twenty eight songs if you include the overture. I mean, listen, the, I will say that's musical. less than Hamilton, which has forty two, but but it is still quite yeah, a bit. That is a lot. It's a lot for a musical musical. 
Rude. Yeah. You're well, part of the problem, since, Taylor. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love this show. I well, since we're talking about the songs, do you? Yes. We can transition to the to the music. The score is okay. lovely. Um, it does yeah. a lot of repeating as far as motifs and mm-hmm. and things like that, which is super fun. I have a couple favorite songs. What are what are your some of your favorites? Yeah. No, you go first. I want to okay, hear I'll your go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just um, ran through the whole plot. I need a right, moment. You're right. Whew. She needs a breather, everyone. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I do love... Oh, my gosh. I'm mean, looking at the song list right now, and I'm like, which ones do I love? Because mm. there's so many fun ones like the opening or the things you can think. And yeah. then Biggest Blame Fool is so fun. That's so good. And then... Um, All How For Lucky, You is so fun. How Lucky You Are. Yeah. So the ones that I super, super love listening to and singing, of, of course, across the... Uh, uh, across the universe oh my gosh alone in the universe <laughs> yeah alone yeah. in the universe so good the one feather tale of miss gertrude with mcfuzz is such yeah. a great song oh it's so good it's so good um and then all for you all for you is such a great song and um yeah i think those three would be my top favorites alone in the universe the one feather tale of miss gertrude mcfuzz and all for you yeah those are good. Gertrude's definitely them. Gertrude's probably my favorite character. Although I would love to play Horton, but Gertrude's probably my favorite character. I love watching her. I remember the the woman who played it in our production, in the production I was in. And gosh, I loved watching her sing mm. the One Feather Tale and All for You. They actually All for You isn't in the junior version, but they added it in. They, like, asked MTI. I don't know. Maybe they did it illegally. Who knows? I think that but, there's more than one junior version. Because yeah, when I was true. looking it up, there are there's yeah. a one-act junior version. And then there's, like, a two-act yeah. junior version. And then there's something else. Yeah. So, we... So, the, uh, from what I remember, All For You wasn't in the original version we were going to do. And then maybe they asked them and then we added it in. Um, just because the girl who played Gertrude has an, was had an incredible voice. Uh, has she's still alive she has a great voice <laughs> and um yeah so that was it was so fun to watch her play that and it was such a different role for her at the time it's super fun so yeah. um yeah i love those songs gertrude oh, i love she's that such song a great, too such, and the bird girls are so fun oh yeah i was gonna say i there are songs that i really i, I have fond memories of because i sang them like the the fun part about this show um which taylor kind of touched on earlier number one there are a lot of non-main character characters Mm -hmm. who support the songs not just like who might not have lines but support a lot of the singing and are like constantly on stage and some of that are like the who's but also the bird girls and the wickersham brothers like the bird girls support both Maisie and and um Gertrude and the Wickersham brothers support the Sour Kangaroo and Horton in a weird way. And so those are cool. And then also you can add like other Dr. Seuss characters to scenes that maybe don't need to be like singing. Right. But the opening and closing number are ginormous. And also Mm -hmm. the People versus Horton Elf and everyone basically is there except for... Like and everyone circus, is there, even and the who's. McGurkis and yeah, yeah there's, there's just so a lot, much. a lot you can yeah. do. Yeah. So I love that. We also had all for you. So I was thinking of I can like still remember the choreography that we did for that song. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my favorite songs are probably the ones between Horton and JoJo mm-hmm. because I 
forever and always will want to be JoJo, I think. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I will listen. If there's one song that I will listen to from Suzical the Musical, not in order or like not when I'm listening to other songs from Suzical, it'll be Sala Salu. I love this song. I still do not know. What is it about? (laughs) I don't really understand. But I love that. And of course, Alone in the Universe and I will say, "It's Possible" is also mm. a really, a really fun, yeah. fun song. Fun bop. Uh, I want to quickly shout out also "Notice Me, Horton." Such a great song. Oh, oh. it's so good. So Ugh. good. Oh. So good. I the love times, "Notice Me." Horton. The amount of times I've sang that song in the car or in the shower is is kind of yeah, crazy, unparalleled. <laughs> yeah, unparalleled. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh, I love this. Yeah, Ugh, amazing. Well, oh, go ahead, Taylor. Well, I was going to say, for the folks out there that want to know, so, of course, the show did close, you said, May of 2001. After 198 performances. Yes. Um, And it was nominated for one Tony Tony. Award. And that was (laughs) Mm -hmm. for um, Best Actor in a Musical. musical. And that was Kevin Chamberlain as Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is I think crazy. It is crazy. He did not yeah. win. This is the Tony Awards of the producers. So, no, I mean, this show was not even yeah. nominated for Best Musical. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we won't even talk, which is yeah. a shame, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I Should we talk about the cast? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. You probably know more about the cast than I do. I don't know that. I, I have just a few things to say about the cast. Number one, Kevin Chamberlain as Horton. Here's a hill. As Warren oh, Elfin, here's him. the who. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Andrew Keenan Bolger as Jojo. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the original Boston and in the Broadway yep. production. Yep. And then David and Shiner being the cat in the hat. Yeah. And eventually, um, uh, huh? eventually there's going to be a little Aaron Carter playing Jojo. Yes. Okay. Wait. So this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. this is exactly yeah. what I wanted to share. Okay. Yeah. So, put yourself into the early 2000s. It's 2000, specifically. And Aaron Carter... Yeah, Aaron Carter has um, recently come to fame as the little... The little Backstreet Boy. Well, his his older brother was the Backstreet Boy. No, I know. And that's what they called him, was the little Backstreet Boy. Oh, right, And then he released his first album... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then he released his first album, and he got pretty famous pretty fast. He's 13 at this point. Yeah. He has just filmed for uh, I some Nickelodeon show was was it like on like briefly a sketch. I don't know. If, it wasn't iCarly. That's way too too early for iCarly. Something. Shoot. I'm gonna have to think, oh, come back. Mean, and well, he was on Lizzie McGuire. Okay, and then he talks yeah. in the he talks in a CNN segment about how he's on Broadway for four weeks, and also that he just filmed uh, one episode of Lizzie McGuire and is gonna go back and film yeah. another. And yeah. the tea about how he acted on set uh, towards other people is just something I will live for forever. Incredible. But I I need you to know, I need you to know that I went back and watched the videos of Aaron Carter as Jojo <laughs> in Seussical. Oh my gosh, I am I'll have to watch them. Un- I'm unwell. 
my gosh, it that's incredible. So bad. It is so oh terrible. Did like, you see did you find any Andrew Queen and Bolger? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. yeah. But it's so it is so bad. Like I yeah. I just like he's just it I I don't even know what to say. It is just that bad. Don't watch it. Save yourself the time. I think that people clearly flocked. They were trying to get people to flock to the show because they were not doing well. So they added Aaron Carter as JoJo. And then they had two replacements for the cat in the hat. One of them being Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Now, Rosie O'Donnell's clip that I saw was a bit better. But, like, she's not a singer. Right. She was great, but like yeah. it also. Well, Cat in the Hat so does I just, a lot of singing. I want to say it does. A, the Cat in the Hat does so much singing. The Cat in the Hat is the host and the MC the entire time. Yeah. I wanna. I wanna just pause here since our few a few episodes ago we talked about replacements, and this is a very good example of how not to do replacements. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted people yep. to come because these people were famous, and they did. They ultimately did come. But it's not the same as building an audience for the show that you're doing. And in my opinion, it would have been better to place someone who was more serious in the musical theater realm to like do the do these characters even more like ama- like if you had semi B list celebs from the theater world, you actually right. might have created a better following right. for the show. Yeah. It's possible that at the time that they were replacing people, they knew that they were going to close anyway, and they were like, we're just trying to make as much money as possible and sell all the tickets between right. now and May. But yeah. I will say this would not be my first choice strategy. So a couple things I want to say. When they were off Broadway, I don't know if you saw this, Rachel, but Andrea Martin played the cat in the hat off broadway isn't that insane to positive early buzz so why didn't she move to broadway i'm just saying she's amazing that would have been incredible and then also on the first national tour and i guess she did a broadway replacement maybe was kathy rigby yeah the gymnast the olympus the olympian and peter pan and peter pan yeah Obviously. And Peter Pan. How could yeah. we forget? And How could Peter we Pan. forget? Her iconic turn is Peter Pan. So it's also interesting that it did do a national tour because of how it much did it, two national tours. Yeah, it of did how a much tour. It failed on Broadway. It's like it did a tour in 2001 yeah. and then it had a second national tour in 2003. Yeah. They put is, it on the West End in 2012 and then yeah. that's insane. This has got to be, and then there was an off West End in 2018. It's got to be an expensive show because there's a lot of costumes, there's a lot of wigs, yeah. there's a lot of... A lot of sets. Yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of sets. Um, not to go off on a little rabbit trail, but I wanted let's to do it. have you keep talking as well. But let's just, for a hot second, just go okay. through Aaron Carter's um, filmography. Um, just for a second. No. For a second. I can't <laughs> wait to so, hear. So, 2001, we have... I skipped his first two credits because I didn't know them, but... We have Lizzie okay. McGuire. What's the Nickelodeon? Okay, and then what's the Nickelodeon show yeah. he just shot? Oh, oh, the Figure It Out is what it's called mm. on Nickelodeon. I don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah, but it, all of these are he's playing himself except two. Isn't that amazing? Isn't yeah. that amazing? And one yeah. of them that he's not himself is uh is a oh no no it's actually three it's three I'm sorry it's three 
but I'll, uh, one of them is a voice is a voice role <laughs> is mm. is animated. So Lizzie McGuire in two thousand one. Then he does Sabrina the Teenage Witch in two thousand one as well. That's what he was talking about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then he does a show called Forty Eight Hour Mystery, which. <laughs> You know, if you if it has its fans, this was the one I was shook about because there was a show called Liberty's Kids on PBS, and it was an animated show about the Revolutionary War. And apparently, he did an episode on it. Played Joseph Plum Martin, who apparently is a real person, and um, that's exciting. Um, and then he in wow. two thousand four he Claimed did a fame. two episode arc on Seventh Heaven. <laughs> I remember this yeah. so wholeheartedly. Wasn't he in love with Ruthie, or is that just? Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in 2009, we're jumping ahead a little bit. 2009, he does um, plays himself, obviously, on Dancing with the Stars. Um, he oh gets, my gosh, I didn't know that. He gets fifth place, which you know that's not terrible. Is that bad? Um, okay. I don't know. And then two movies I just want to shout out. 2004, he did. He played Darren slash the kid in Fat Albert, which, you know, let's There's just erase that from memory. There. Also, because Bill Cosby wrote the script, we don't need to talk about it. There's so much yeah. there. And I then, can't. honestly, I've maybe saved the best for last. He was the no. male vocals in Somebody to Love in Ella Enchanted. <laughs> no! I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my god. Everyone, go back and listen. To I will. To love first of all, love Anne that Hathaway. song from. Yeah. I love that song from that movie. Yeah. And now I know yeah. why. Incredible. Um, I will say we have come to terms with the fact that Aaron Carter is in 2022 and in the late 20. 20- 15s into 2022 has not been the best Gosh, person. He's, old. he's 34. I thought he was like, wow, that's weird. Sorry. But yeah, he hasn't been the best um, human, so we won't say yeah. a lot about that. But um, I don't know what he was like when he was 13 besides the stuff that Hillary I mean, Duff has said listen, about it. 13 year old boys aren't the best even when they're not famous, so. Yeah. And yeah. he's the son. He's the son. He's the brother to another famous boy. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it had to have been a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I, I Although once one again, thing, one thing cannot on believe replace- they cast him in this. That's insane. One thing on replacements as we move to our ending here too. Yeah. I, a girl I work with today told me she saw Nick Jonas in, in Les Mis in London and said he was horrible. So sad. I was like, that's, that's so sad. sad. Poor Nick. I did Poor see Nick. Nick. I saw Nick Jonas in, in How to Succeed. And succeed. And he, wasn't, he wasn't bad. Yeah. She said he was really bad. So. Well. Right, he also was I've a seen kid, them right? live. So, and they're great. I saw them last year and they were great. So. Was this when he was a kid, though? He was in. No, he was playing Mar- Marius. Oh, this is recently. recently yeah, this was like unquote. 10 years ago, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Okay, well, one other thing I want to note about the yes. show. Yes. Um, and then we'll give our MVP of the of the show. Mm. Um, is that the choreographer Kathleen Marshall? Yeah, should have been nominated for a Tony Award. And I will say that, and I, I say that for many reasons, but she is the person who who directed and choreographed and choreo- what? <laughs> she directed and choreographed 
the revival of Anything Goes that happened in 2011 with Sutton Foster. But I just, I just want to say that this show has great choreography. Yeah. And there is a ginormous cast. And if there's one thing that I feel it should have been nominated for, it was this. And, um, yeah, that's what I want to say about it. I, okay. Kathleen Marshall. Um, one thing last I'll add here. Apparently in 2019, Suzical opened at the Lyric Theater in South Africa. What? That's really cool. I know. That's so. amazing. Yeah. Um, I do, okay, I, I do have two two things I want to say before we talk about Ooh, the MVP. Love it. Um, number one, I have, so in general, I love this show, but I do have some questions about the over-stereotyped um, casting, not the casting, but like character types, character mm-hmm. arcs that are made. Some of this is because of the original material. Right. But then others is because it's written this way with the music. So the Sour King Gru is the only song or the only character that's really written as a black character. Right. And it's like overly done. It's like clearly written and like supposed to be stylized for that. And mm-hmm. I have some I, I have some qualms about that. I feel like uh, anyone should be able to do any of these roles because spoiler alert, none of these things are real. None of these people are real. They're all characters from a book. Right. Um, that also isn't real. So I, I think there, there's a little bit of that. I understand it was to the 2000s, but I, and I think that some of the casting after this and for local productions are not always that way, but there is right. a bit of a stereotype with the kangaroo. I will also say, similarly... There are some side characters, like Dr. Drake from The Lake, who also might be a little too um, I don't know what you're stereotype, talking about, <laughs> over-archetyped, um, what is it when you, like... Generalized? Yeah, but specifically for, like, a culture. Like, biased? I don't know. I'm going to think of the word later. Anyway, he's playing what is a German, potentially, character. And it's like yes. playing yeah. into some deep-treaded stereotypes and also some tension related to like this and Dr. Seuss yeah. at all. And what we now know more about uh, the, the base of a lot of his work. So I just want to put that out there, that like... It doesn't have to be that way. I think is the is part of what I enjoy about the show. Like it's right. very easy to change those things because once again, the characters themselves are not don't have to be those kinds of stereotypes, and they're all made up or they're animals, and so like it doesn't right. matter. They're not real. Yeah. Who or how they're played? Yeah, and like you could play it off a different way. Um, and I would personally like love to see more of that, but I do want to claim and name that because I it is at parts uncomfortable and potentially why it might be part of the reason why Susical ha- is not revived yet. Mm. You can always change it. You can al- we can always change it though. Yeah. Any thoughts about that, Tay? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, tell me your MVP yeah. of the show. Um, my MVP is probably Gertrude. 
for sure. Yeah. She's such a great character. She's so, like, three-dimensional. I mean, listen, she goes from nobody just wanting to love on her neighbor to drug addict to... (laughs) Um, full circle out of recovery loving you know (laughs) married to her neighbor with a kid in the end so (laughs) with her arch nemesis kid that she's now not arch Mm -hmm. nemesis with yeah and then also I guess has more self esteem about herself in the end this feels like when we said it that way that plot point feels like a bravo character (laughs) I mean, I've watched the Real Housewives of the Seuss universe. Of, of Horton Years Old. No, just Seuss. Just the Real um, Housewives Seuss. of the Seussical universe, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Who's your MVP? My MVP is not a person, but a thing. And that would be the curtain call. Because <laughs> it is amazing. It is amazing. In this day and age yeah. that we have a curtain call and it's like, in there, it's not a reprise. It's not, guys, it's not a reprise yeah. of a song. It is just a completely different song. They come out, they bow, and then they sing a whole freaking song. Well, it's that like you the Mega Mix from Joseph. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, and you know yeah. that's my MVP. Right. But I, yeah, I just, I really respect this. I see it, and I, if I mm-hmm. were writing a musical, it would certainly require to have a curtain call. So. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. That's amazing. Oh, my God. What an amazing time. (laughs) What a great show, Rachel. I'm so glad we got to talk. Um, Sue's cool. Thank you for coming along on this insane journey. Like I said, it is an insane journey. But also, I hope everyone goes and listens to it. Please go. And, And just remember... Just like the show says, a person's a person, no matter how small. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that word of wisdom. All right, Rachel, let's talk character of the week. (laughs) Let's do it. Every time. Every time we say it, every time you say it, I think about this camp I went to. Mm -hmm. And every week they would be like, Camper of the week. Camper of the week. And Maybe then... we should do it like that now. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh they would announce goodness. Camper of the Week and it was amazing. So wow. incredible. <laughs> okay, well, for those who don't know, uh, Character of the Week, uh, not to be confused with Camper of the Week, is yep. a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, how have we been feeling? Oh, what have we been up to? What are we doing? And, um, yeah, and then we think of a theater character who has the same vibes and situations. Yeah, tune in next summer where Rachel and I will just go to random summer camps and pick a camper <laughs> of the week and tell and tell you guys which one. I love that, We're going to have a restraining order, yeah. but I we, really we, like this. We won't get arrested at all. <laughs> I actually think this is a good pitch. We yeah, should definitely yeah. figure that out. Let us know if you guys have notes for us. <laughs> Um, yes, oh exactly. Gosh. We would love to hear from your characters of the week or also about your thoughts on Suzukul the Musical. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week and you may get a shout out on a future episode. So, Rachel, tell me, who is your character this week? 
Yes. This week, as of this coming out. I know you've um, thought about it for months. I've thought about this forever. <laughs> um, I am currently starting a new job today. Woo! Yay! Yay, a new job! Um, and every time I start something new, um, I'm a Gemini. The start and, of something new. Well, yeah, besides that. Uh, I think about this one song um, because this character has a lot. They just, they have a quite an arc, you know, and and um, I think about this one song and I hope I don't set myself up for failure as I say that I think about it. Um, but it's, you know, the song says, I think I'm, I think I'm going to like it here. Love it. And that is how I feel this week. Yeah. And so here I am as yeah. Annie. Yeah. Maybe far away, maybe someday you'll, yeah, you'll see, find... Yeah, she says, she sings yeah. maybe, and then she yeah. sings, I think I'm going to like it here. Yeah. So, and you're, you're just feeling like a little orphan at your job. <laughs> Finding, <laughs> needing parents. Finding my way. Yeah. Things are being brought out to me. You know when you yeah. onboard to a new job and you're like, oh, here, there's this, and there's this, and you're like, ah, but you're also yeah. like, this is so nice. Thank you for the delivery yeah. service. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should go in Monday, because as of recording this, we it's not Monday. So I think you should go in today dressed as Little Orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> Wig and everything. Like, bring a dog. <laughs> they wouldn't be yeah. like, we yeah. don't like you here. <laughs> I mean, I would say who you're working for, but I think it fits the brand. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. <laughs> They're going to be like, Rachel, you didn't have to dress like the person yeah. i'm like yeah. well amazing you're right red is their favorite color yes so, uh, that, i love that i love that anytime anytime we can shout out the orphan annie the layers uh, okay taylor who are you this week so as of recording this this weekend my wife is out of town and i am just feeling a little like this character a little on my own just like Ebony. No. I no. have this feeling on my own. <laughs> no. <laughs> just me and my dog. Just chilling. Just, you know. On, on, uh, yeah. So, I'm just, on it actually own. rained earlier. In the throes earlier. of Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> it actually rained earlier, so I literally could have been like, in the rain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, Aww. that's how I'm feeling like Eponine. <laughs> Honestly, Eponine is like my ride or die. So, I love yeah, her. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to join in on our discussion about Susical or uh, about if whether or not Rachel should dress up as Little Orphan Annie for the first day of job <laughs> of her job, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> I love ya tomorrow. Yeah, exactly like that. I love ya. I love ya.